This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. All right, so I'm listening to um, The Drive yesterday with Sterner and Hughley yesterday afternoon. And Clint was just, Clint spent a few days in Mexico last week with his lovely wife, Lauren, and some friends. And evidently, I saw some of the pictures from the trip because I'm friends with them on Facebook. And I guess there were a few that Clint was lamenting because he's not, you know what the camera does sometimes. It catches you at a bad angle. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not your best version of yourself, maybe. Yeah. And Clint was doing some things on that trip, you know, recreationally that were, uh, you know, oh, okay. cardio related. No, not, no, no, for, oh, no oh. Forster stuff. I thought he was, yeah. No, like no, he was no. But they sending were sending like, messages to Lauren were, like, while were, he was like, look what I found at the pharmacy. No, no, no. They were like kayaking and things like oh, that, okay. like or paddle boating or whatever. So stuff he was like shirtless that. is what you're he was saying. He shirtless a few times. And he yeah. wasn't super stoked about how he looked in the pictures. I guess, I guess, because here's and the direction I want to go with this is not Clint in these pictures. It's that Clint disclosed. Lauren sharing the pictures with a bunch of their friends on a group text. And this is actually what caught my attention. Take a listen. It's probably about, I don't know, 20, 25, maybe even 30 of us. We've got a text, like, text chain going. For if somebody's having watch parties or whatever, we just use that. All right. Actually, I wanted the lead up to it too, Ben, but the, that's okay. That, the, that's, that's, the, uh, the, 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 that's where I wanted you to cut it off at the end of that. Sorry, I, I should have been more clear. Um, but give me a thumbs up when you have it. Uh, the the, uh, the the group text part was the part that I... Is it going to be a long time to get it, Ben? It is? Okay, never mind. <laughs> so it's a group text. <laughs> Clint is on a group text with possibly 30 people. Oh, that's a big group text. That's the part that jumped out at me. Was He was on a... He's, he's describing uh, the buildup, and Lauren yeah. sent this picture to the group and things like that. Yeah. And, and he goes... So she sent it to the group text, which is him and all his partners, he said, up in, uh, in Baytown. Mm. And there's, I don't know, 20, 25, 30, what you just heard on there. I, 20. That is entire 20 graduating is, class? I don't What's know. What, yeah. th- dude, 20 people's enough. 30, why would you be on a group text with 30 well, people? as long as you have notifications turned off. The, the problem with a 30-person group text is that it's going to just, there's, at any given time of day or night, you might be getting a notification on it. Yeah, okay. Can you turn them off permanently on a group text like that? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on, like, I've got multiple group texts that I think that I'm still, uh, that I'm still a part of that I've muted. Even so. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to have to open this group text. If I don't have notifications, I'm still going to look down and go, oh, that group text has 41 unread texts. Yeah. I feel kind of, um, honestly, when I heard that, Sean, I felt a little bit rejected that i've never been a part of like a 40 person group text what's wrong with me i think how comes out what's i know i wouldn't i would hate the whole i would hate it and yet at the same time like you know i don't want to go to that party but it would have been nice to be invited <laughs> it been nice. like, yeah i just like i'd like to act like i'm too good for that party but still be invited to it what's the optimal number for a group text like what's the two op- 
<laughs> I'm on a group text I with Seth. I despise the group just text. Like, My Brandy's Brandy's mom, sister, and niece are on, on a group text, and it's just unbearable. It's like because they just start. It's all. It's every night after dinner. Sounds like she does not have notifications turned off. Hey, you want to try to finish that Vikings episode and maybe not have it take four and a half hours yeah. to get through? Because you have to pause every time. Like, oh, oh, there's a picture. There, oh, did you see the car crash? Like, ah. Dude, no. some of the group texts I'm on, like, I'm on group texts with some of my, like, high school buddies and college buddies who I love to death. But sometimes it's during a game. Yeah. Like, during a Notre Dame game, I'm on, uh, somehow I got on a group text with, like, eight of my Notre Dame buddies. Mm-hmm. And they won't shut up during the game. Yeah, yeah. It's brutal. I'll, I'll tell you this. Because here's Sean. the thing: I'm on my phone. It's you know, like I'm on the I'm on things You're that aren't to do that Twitter group and text. everything too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to mul- I'm trying to use my phone for for work or just to do other things, and the the group texts keep coming up. Right. It's very. Uh, yeah, it's bad for your mental health. That's for sure. Yes, you know you're trying to focus on something. That's why you got to just shut your phone off a lot. How of How many regular group texts are you on right now? I don't regular, yeah. not, not many. I don't participate. I don't yeah. like. I get over. You know how I am. I have to like try to limit distractions. Yeah. So it's really really hard for me with group texts to like actively participate or anything. I've got like probably five or six that don't annoy me. Yeah, that's you know probably I mean? about right. Yeah, I've, I've got-, got a college. I've got I've got one with like. My three remaining friends from high school. Yeah. I managed to, to like whittle it down. Um, I've got one from college teammates. I've got one from a few former Texans teammates. And that's pretty much it. Oh, and then my brother. I'm on a group text with my brother and a bunch of his friends. They aren't really any of my friends. They're just like the kids that used to beat me up when I was little. But now they're cool Is to it me. a fun group yeah, text? Um, yeah, that's a fun one. Okay. That's a fun one. Okay. I'm always amazed, honestly. The cool, the, One of the coolest things about modern society is that Despite all of these group texts, very rarely, if ever, that I can think of is some kind is some scandalous information uh, revealed from a group text. There's like almost like a like a tribalism almost that like okay, if I'm entrusted to be in this group text, I've been beat into this group text. uh, I'm not going to disclose anything. You know, you'd think there'd be more just jerks out there. Yeah, they were. Ah, well, maybe that's the unnamed sources. A lot of times, maybe the unnamed source is somebody showing a group text. Yeah. to somebody that. Okay, so I take it all back. People are scum. Here's They're all scum. Here's my thing about Clint Sterner and his yeah. thirty person. Ben, even if you just have the shortcut, play it one more time. Of the- somebody, somebody in our in our Baytown text group. You know, my all my all my partners and all, all of it's probably about I don't know twenty twenty five maybe even thirty of us. We got a text like text chain going. If somebody's having watch parties or whatever, we just use that. Okay. Here's my thing about a 20, 25, 30 person group text is that it's a little like the distribution list on a work email. Yeah. Where I don't know, man. Like, I don't know about you, but in a 30 person group, I feel like I fall out of favor with at least two or three of them a year, you know, to where I, I don't feel like talking to them. They don't feel like talking to me. I yeah. definitely don't feel like texting with them. Because you know when somebody gets fired here or let go or chooses to leave, inevitably there's a follow-up oftentimes where it's like, hey, remember to take this person off of the distribution so they're not getting all the internal emails still, right? Because they may tell trade secrets talk, about yeah. how we've got to be so awesome. Plus, we want to talk smack about Steve or yeah, whoever. Yeah. yeah, whoever it is. Um, that would be a 30-person group text to me. I'd be like, by the end of the year, I'm going to hate five of these yeah, people. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also just the whole... There's a, You might not all... There might be people on the group text that don't like you and you're not aware of it. Right. Like, yeah, just it's, it's too many. Right. I don't know. I, don't, I doubt... 
Do the kids really do group texts, or is it more just they're in the same, like a chat on a DM or something? Uh, I think my I'll ask my son. I'm on a group text with my your, sons. Your sons aren't kids anymore. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. My older one just turned 25. My I, older two just turned 25. I mean, my 17-year-old, it feel like trying to get, trying to use text feels like the dumbest thing on earth. Um, oh, really? And sometimes, sometimes. Okay. It's okay. just not like the go-to. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's uh, versus versus some of the social. You're making me feel When old. it's with their friends, it seems to be on, um, I don't know, which I'm supposed to monitor this stuff, I'm sure. Like WhatsApp yeah, and stuff like, like that? Yeah, I got three months and... Uh, out of the eight, house. Yeah, it's not my responsibility <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing, real quick, annoying. And this is, this, forget about Clint and all his Baytown buddies. And by the way, Clint and his 30 people on the group text, Clint's a much friendlier person than me, I think, most of the time. Like, he's more affable. He's more loyal, probably. Yeah. Like he, Clint, I've hung around Clint and his Baytown buddies. They're Baytown for life. So I don't think Clint is treating a 30-person text, group text, like a game of Survivor like I would. Um, the other annoying thing, and this is where I point the finger directly at John Lopez, is when you've got one of these green bubble people on a text. Yeah. You got one of these Samsung Android people on a text, and somebody likes a text that's in the group text. Yeah. And it doesn't just put the little heart at the top of it. It has to say liked and copy the entire text. So I've got to look down and say, okay, do I need to read this? Oh no, I read this three times already because Lopez liked it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's clunky when you let some of the green bubble outsiders into your blue bubble text. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a cult. It's a yeah. it's a big, 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 big cult. Right. It's not even like a, it's actually bigger than an organized religion because it's like sixty seven percent of Americans <laughs> are in this one right, big right. cult slash church huge cult of Apple. Is that what it is? I don't know what percentage of people have iPhones versus Androids. Is uh, I don't know. Mine don't know is, what it is. Uh, the people I communicate with. It's way over two thirds. Somebody says y'all sound so old. And, Do yeah, we? I don't care. Yeah, yeah I, don't, yeah, I really don't either. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Someone says trailer wheel and frame text page. Uh, Trust me. By the way, there's plenty of 19 year olds that despise being in your group text. Whoever you know, whoever's you know who that is. The saying y'all sound so old. Yeah. That's like the jackass that believes that we've got to get back to everybody being in the office all the time because that's where the magic happens. No, you're a chatty Kathy that needs more social interaction than any one person should have. So get over it. I'm not going back to work in your damn office cubicle. <laughs> Seth has spoken. Uh, 2995 trailer wheel and frame text page. Thank you. Try being in a family chat with 100 people. No, your family sucks. Your family's the worst. Your family, not not mine. But this person, the texter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two nine nine five, the fighting two nine nine fives. Um, let's see, o four eight one. Sean, just say you're antisocial. LMAO. I got a couple of those with twenty plus people. I don't think I'm antisocial. I go out a lot. I like talking to people. Yeah, I generally like people. I think I'm pretty friendly. Um, I don't like my phone going haywire with a bunch of texts that, that don't mean anything to me. Okay, so look at how little diversity we have with our smartphones. This is sad. I thought we were I thought we were better than this in America. Let's hear it. Apple, fifty six percent, fifty six percent of uh, smartphones in America. That feels low. I'll Apple. be honest with you. Uh, Samsung are thirty percent. Yep. Motorola five percent. Google only two percent. That surprises me. Okay. They, they advertise they so much for that pixel. I was just going to say. Yeah. That's not proportional to the what I feel their advertising budget is. Because an LG is 2% also. Okay. That seems... Uh, I rounded on some of those, so if it adds up, don't don't fact check me, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so you feel like 56% feels low for Apple. 
Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm just basing that on the people that I... Okay, I'm basing it on the people I text, knowing full well that there's probably people that in that graph chart there. Mm-hmm. Are those smartphones or are they cell phones that you're talking These about? These are U.S. smartphone market okay. share. Okay, well then maybe... Yeah, 56% feels low. I feel like... I feel like 85 to 90% of the people I text with, I get the blue bubble. But that's where you see you're in your silo, man. That's Maybe. Your, yeah. That's your, yeah, it's your, your group of your folks. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I, I agree with you on that. I probably need to step outside and talk to some like more Samsung Samsungians. Or, or Motorolians. Yes. Or Googleites. Or Googleites. Or the LGs. They're tough to find. Yeah, LGs at 2% yeah. uh, underrepresented. Yeah. What? Uh, well, I think, too, that, I mean, think about that. Like, think about it. Okay, if you're going to judge, like, what percentage of people are sports fans by your friend group, it's it's way higher than it actually is. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always remind myself of that. Like, during the NFL playoffs, especially during the NBA playoffs, or, or you walk through, and when I'm walking through an airport, I look at the, um, I look at some of the restaurant TVs. Now, well, okay, airport's a bad example because airports are generally, they've got the sports games on. But a lot of times, like, at restaurant bars and stuff, I'm always surprised when a big NBA playoff game isn't on. Yeah. Or a big, like, out-of-market football game isn't on, and nobody at the bar seems to care. Like, it's a relatively, it's, when people talk about, like, boy, the world was watching Monday Night Football, well, I... By that, do you mean 10% of America? Right. Actually, not even 10% of America? Yeah. So, okay. Not really the world now, was it? It, it wasn't. Um, 3589, my 18-year-old communicates through group text with teammates, summer teammates, and friends. I Look, I'm not, I'm not denigrating the group text. I'm denigrating the volume of Clint Sterner's group text, mm-hmm. of his podness, of his friends, his, Bay, his Baytonians, Baytonesians. Uh, that he's got on there, and that they use it to communicate things like watch parties and stuff like that. As long as it's, I guess, just administrative like that, it's not quite as bad. I just don't need the opinion of 29 other people. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, uh, the guy that said that we sound old said, no, he's not in that group of uh, annoying people. We just sound like old people complaining. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Fair we enough. usually do it about sports. That's when you don't realize that you're an old person, too. When we're, when we're sitting around complaining about sports, it, later on, as you mature in life, it turns into things like politics, Young people these yeah. days. Um, yeah, I guess your phones, like modern technology. But we're not complaining about the technology uh, because we like and embrace the new technology. It's the specific dynamic of group text. The group, no, and the massive group text. I'm fine with group text. Clint, on a 30-person group text, just that, that hit me differently. I'm like, wow, 30 people in a group text. Feels unwieldy, that's all. You know, I told you there's always, I, I always enjoy the conversations when people tell me, Kind of like a little bit snobbly that they've moved on past sports radio because they're, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they've, they've realized that there are things more important than life in sports. And they say it to me like, like I wouldn't have already realized that or something. Like, oh, oh, thanks. <laughs> I didn't realize that actual life and death matters were more important than this entertainment topic. Nice that we perspective, talk about. Seth. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but it was like the oldest person I've ever gotten that from. It used to be generally people in their 30s, guys in their 30s start feeling like, well, I'm better than this. And they all come back. They come back eventually. They realize like, oh, wow. Okay, wait. You mean this? uh, these conversations have uh, been going on for centuries and they haven't been resolved yet? Okay, I'm going back to sports. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The grass ain't always greener. Yeah, but like a 77-year-old guy gave me this long existential email about how sports at the end of the day don't actually matter all that much and everything. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm glad you realized this before you died, but (laughs) (laughs) of course they, of course they don't. To be clear, if it matters a lot to you, the listener, keep it that way. Yes. Yes. Well, no, no, no. It matters. That's the fun way to, okay. I watched this YouTube, uh, the scientist that broke down comedy and it was really interesting 
to me. Probably like 0% of people out there, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Hell yeah. So there's two things. It's like one, you either have to take something that's not that serious and get very serious about it. And yeah. that would be like sitcoms like Seinfeld. Like you take like these minor, like, or Curb Your Enthusiasm, these minor little things and you just go over the top with 30 it. 30 minutes about right. it. Right. Yeah. Or the opposite is like you take a tragedy and you somehow soften it. Or take Life and Death Matters, for instance, and you soften it or tweak it somehow. Right, right. So like sports talk is clearly in that category of, okay, at the end of the day, yeah, it's pretty trivial and stupid stuff. And yet, because we're human beings... It's life and death for us. So, so it's different. It's the same concept as comedy where it's, yeah, you get wrapped up in it. And you know you know better, but you can't help it. Yep. So that's what we are. Just embrace it, everybody. Yeah. Don't, don't go thinking you're better than what you are. You're a human being, damn it. Join the, join the cult and buy an Apple phone as well. Seth will now take that YouTube and put it on a 30-person group text yeah. to celebrate this segment. All right. I just want to see. If you're in our younger demographic, uh, text in 713-572-4610. Tell us if we sound like a couple old guys complaining about large group texts. That's all. We are a couple old guys. Yeah, I mean, okay. Let's see. Yeah. 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 Come on, man. You can tell me I'm bald. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. You know who else is old by some standards? Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady? Is he? Is he being real here, or is he working when he says this to Jim Gray? We've got that for you next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Here was Tom Brady on the Let's Go podcast podcast he does with Jim Gray, his cabana boy that he brings around with him to all interviews. Nobody interviews Tom Brady except Jim Gray. He's got dibs. Um, Here was Jim Gray asking Tom Brady about Brady's future. Is Tom Brady working here? Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, You've said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to f***ing do, I'd have already f***ing done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratchy. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. Scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brady clearly not angry. 
Yeah, he was. Uh, that was either pre-planned or just him playing a joke on Jim Gray. The more I listen to it, I, I'm surprised that people are the joke being that he cursed. Yeah, or just acting as angry as he did. Yeah, because every every conversation he ever does with Jim Gray, Gray is like a completely canned softball interview. I mean, that's just like, and they present it as such. It's it's Hands his in the questions. Yeah, beforehand. it's his yeah. friend Jim Gray. Yeah, and Jim Gray when he asks any tough question is always asking it like. Well, you know, people are asking, and uh, let me bring it up because people say. And then Tom Brady says, "Well, Jim Gray, I don't know why they put us together, but we both got the most annoyingly nasal accents." <laughs> and then okay. they start complaining about thirty-person group texts. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so I think that yeah, I don't. I, I think it's mostly headline writers actually that are discussing this seriously. Yeah. I don't think I keep seeing all these headlines about Jim Gray uh, about Tom Brady being Brady angry, cursing is that. what made the most news out of that whole thing. I don't know. He does isn't LFG? Didn't that start with Brady? Uh, yeah, but no, that he actually said or the, said the curse word. You know? Is it, oh, you saying like oh the? It's not just let's go. It's yeah. I know it's a let's go podcast. Yeah, but I think he's like at various times. But he's a potty mouth on the field. Right. Yeah, he's a son of a bee. That's right. I wouldn't. I'm not Brady. I wouldn't use the actual word. Right. Not me. Right. No. You've but got yeah. Class. He's yeah. he's got he's got an obvious edge to him. Right. Like the whole notion that somehow he's this this uh, pristine, uh, you know, uh, choir boy or something. That's ridiculous. That went out the door when he, you know, when he when he knocked up his first girlfriend, Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, people in Boston were like, "What am I going to tell my children? <laughs> Having this child out of wedlock." <laughs> yeah. Like oh he's Tom he's Tom Brady that's Tell what you tell laid, your kids man. that's yeah. why like if if your kid wants a Bridget Moynihan in his life a knocked right. up Bridget Moynihan then go uh, practice football harder <laughs> that's right. you know go start that's what you throwing, tell your kid throwing it through the tires man absolutely would you choose if you had to choose between Bridget Moynihan and Giselle Bunchen Br- Bridget Moynihan and it's not close yeah, yeah yeah yep and I'm not even saying like aesthetically or whatever although she is more my type I think yeah um. <laughs> I find Giselle annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just point I think, blank. I find I, her annoying. I think Bridget Moynihan would know how to handle an interview uh, like without disclosing that her husband hid concussions from yeah. the league. Yeah. Like without, can my wife keep from incriminating me? That's always, usually when I, uh, went back when I was dating, my first question I would always ask after a, uh, a date, a quote unquote, I would say, all right. This is somebody I can trust to not incriminate me in a casual Today Show interview. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like Giselle, she failed. That's why I kicked her out. Because I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you heard me." <laughs> she. Um, so for those of you who don't know what I was talking about, she was just randomly doing an interview about you know her worrying about her husband, and she said she just flat out said like he had concussions last year, yeah. and you know it, and he had never been diagnosed with a concussion last right, year. Right, right. It was just so like that kind of stuff, and her kind of injecting herself into stuff that could cause team dynamic issues. I, I never needed it. I don't uh, think, to your point, the, what I think you're referring to with that last part, I don't think Bridget Moynihan would be blaming my teammates for a Super Bowl loss. Yeah. Remember that when Welker Welker couldn't bring in that pass in 2011 mm. in the Super Bowl, and Giselle was spotted in the elevator just. I don't think Bridget Moynihan would do My that. My husband cannot throw the ball and catch the ball. Like, okay, great. So, yeah, I've never heard Bridget Moynihan uh, tear down, like, the entire receiving core Neither of have my I. husband's team. Of course, I've never heard her talk, but yeah. still, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting to the root of the matter, Layup. aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Uh, plus, I feel like Bridget Moynihan wouldn't uh, get 
get blown into the river when a strong wind gust came by too. So like Giselle, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, and yet it didn't work out with Bridget Moynihan and Tom Brady. They were young. Yeah, he was always. I think that's the thing about Tom though. He's always been a little bit of uh, chasing the the glamour. Yeah, you know, like he was into the Hollywood side of things and and the glitz. That's why. He, Dressed up before that gala in, in those goofy outfits in mm-hmm. New York every year. Likes to be seen. He likes to be seen a little bit. Yep. He's got a little bit of the Verlander in him. Yeah, you know, Verlander is a little bit like, uh, he likes to be out there. It's the difference between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And like, who's the more likable dude in that in that duo? It's clearly Damon. Yeah, and Damon's yeah. not, Damon doesn't lust after the fame and glitz no. and everything. Damon's probably at soccer practice right now or something. Yeah, it's like, who are you going to date? Jim Gray or Tom Brady? Jim Gray, every all day, every day. Everybody knows that. Problem is, they might be dating each other. Who yeah. knows? All right. Uh, Larry is in Stafford once in on the show. Larry, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, son? Great call on uh, Mon- Bridget Monahan, man. Yeah, you don't want – Giselle is going to be way too much work. Yes. And she's probably 99.9% boring in bed, man. Go get you a freak, man. <laughs> and I think Monahan is a bigger freak, though. Um, That's a word but, on the street. <laughs> Yeah, before I before she's I she's got the baby her, to prove it. <laughs> hey, and she hey, she got some other hitters on her car too. So you know it, it it's all love, man. I just think Giselle is just one of those things a showpiece. But before I really get into it, oh, oh, y'all was talking about Aaron Rodgers early, and I and I kind of this kind of goes back to Tom Brady and uh, Bridget Monahan too, because I think I started noticing Aaron starting to to change after that whole breakup with Dana. Pat Dana, that race car driver, yeah, Dana Danica Patrick, Patrick. Yeah. Danica Patrick. And then I think he, he was hitting Olivia Munn or whatever. So I think he went through this whole process of he was trying to be a superstar too, but then those breakups kind of like warped his mind or something. Now he on high heat, hashish and marijuana, whatever he's doing now. It just seemed like he's all earthy now, man. So I don't really, I don't really know what's going on with him, but he went from being really, really likable to not likable in a matter of a couple years, man. His talent is undisputed, but just how he goes about just thinking that he's floating on, on, on these clouds above everybody, that's kind of what's irritating about Aaron Rodgers. Now, look, here's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Now, we know that the coaches in Philadelphia are Gannon, and I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Finnich or whatever his name, right? We know that those guys are in in the running for the head coaching job over there on Kirby or whatever, but I never understand why we don't ever hear anything about them and what kind of staff they can put together because they may not have the kind of assets or the kind of uh, Rolodex that D'Amico has because here's the thing. Back in 2006, do y'all remember who the Texans offensive coordinator or assistant head coach was? It was Mike Sherman. Do y'all remember who their O-line coach was? It was John Benton. I don't remember. I don't know if you know Bob Kamalowisk or whatever, but he was the D line coach. Yeah. I think D'Amico has when you with Seth when you was talking about maybe finding somebody older to put in those kind of positions. That's exactly the playbook that Kubiak did, and that's also the exact same playbook that Kyle Shanahan is doing when he when he was in Atlanta and when he was and when he was in uh in, in San Francisco. I think D'Amico is going to have the right kind of guys that he can put over there, whether it's Clint Kubiak or whether it's Anthony Lynn or whether it's some other mature dudes that he can put in position. But I would want him to get somebody that's going if to – if it is D'Amico, that's going to be able to teach that zone run scheme like it was coming from Bill Walsh himself. 
because that's going to be the key to the whole offense because if you can't figure out that offensive line doing that zone run scheme, it's going to be a struggle for any quarterback you put in there. So I'm thinking that if D'Amico can get over there, he's going to get the right kind of people. Last but not least, fellas, it's always a pleasure to talk to y'all. Let me get in and everything, man, and I appreciate all the love and our hope. All right, thanks, Larry. Appreciate that. My favorite part, that was one of Larry's greater calls, I would say there, because he got in hitting Olivia Munn and Aaron Rodgers being on hashish or marijuana or something. Ayahuasca is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got all that in and then says... Here's what I really called in about. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I would revise what Larry said because early on, you know, between Mike Sherman and Richard Smith was the defensive coordinator who was not ever a head coaching candidate ever anywhere, um, as far as I know, unless there's owners that stupid. It's, uh, th- that didn't work out as well as when they got Wade Phillips that yeah. it really turned it. So, like, Wade Phillips would have been a better choice initially. Um, as far as Aaron Rodgers, you know, as he was talking about him trying to be a hippie, because uh, he does, he gets on, he's like, he's trying to talk peace, love, and happiness and togetherness and all this stuff, and nobody's buying it. And it's almost a difference between, okay, Bill Walton, genuine hippie, versus Jenny's boyfriend in Forrest Gump. Like, remember the guy? Oh, that guy. The guy that was like, uh, you know, asked who's the baby killer, and then he smacked Jenny around yeah, a little bit. Yeah, That fake-ass hippie. He got he's his. Like, he's got all the talking points right, yeah. right? Like, he knows he knows the bullet points, but it's not in his heart. That's Aaron Rodgers. Jenny's Jenny's boyfriend. You can in, just take the rest of the Trump. show off. Yeah. You're done. Your work is done here today. That's the that that's perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy. It's the guy. It's uh, anybody that's going through some kind of. They're trying to be. They're trying to make a transition into being a different type of person. But it's all talking points at yeah. this point. Maybe sometime. Maybe at some point they'll actually get there. Forrest beat him up at the Black Panther party. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm disrupting. Sorry, your I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> Sorry, I beat up this fake hippie. I saw a video on TikTok yesterday. There's this girl talking to her boyfriend before they're going to see her parents for the first time. And they, they drew it out a long time. But she's saying, like, please, just I just need to ask you this one thing. Just because I just I love you so much. And I think they're going to love you. Could you please just not do your Forrest Gump voice tonight? <laughs> He's like, okay, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. funny once you start doing a forrest gump voice it's a, once you break the seal it's hard not to do it the rest of the especially day. when you're specifically told it's responding to a request to not do it <laughs> see i'm sorry now, that's I'll, funny what did he say about the black panther party sorry i ruined your black panther party <laughs> <laughs> he should not be hitting you jenny <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We uh, got one segment to go. Uh, John Lopez, Landry Locker, we'll, uh, we'll find out what they've got going on on their show today. It's a Houston Sports Awards tonight. I'm, I'm going to get on the record here. We've got a couple of categories that are going to get revealed tonight at the Houston Sports Awards. What do we think wins best moment and best athlete? It will be a celebration of Strohs tonight over at the Wortham Center. Stay there. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I almost didn't get in here. I was in there. I was congratulating Landry Locker. He's engaged. Oh, he, he is? He was posted on social media yesterday. Oh, yeah. He and Holly. He and the lovely Holly. Is there a date yet? No, no, no. He doesn't have a, they don't have a date yet. He said maybe soon. Le, uh, Ve, uh, Lopez is encouraging him to go to Vegas. Oh, just uh, just get it done. Because Landry that's loves that's Vegas. He, it's, that's oh, he his, loves Vegas. That's his and jam. Then, yeah, then it comes down to like you know her obviously like what she wants. That's a I'm told yeah. I'm told that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. Hasn't been yet in both of my marriages. <laughs> <laughs> what would Einstein say? My first say? four wives talked. To, my first four wives tried to pull that that trick. <laughs> ben just got in our ear and said, say? "What would Einstein say?" <laughs> For those who don't know, a, yeah. Albert Einstein cobbled together a list of demands for his wife. Einstein to, uh, ran together. a tight ship is what he did with his lady. That's one way soon to look to, at it. Soon to be ex-wife. So uh, Houston Sports Awards tonight. You're a big part of that production, Seth Payne. Mm-hmm. Um, the two awards, there's four awards that are not yet revealed. They have nominees, but a couple of them, I just don't, I don't feel qualified necessarily to... Uh, to, to vote on them because I'm not super familiar with all four candidates. Like Coach of the Year, yeah, Kelvin Sampson and Dusty Baker. I know both of them. But I apologize. I don't know much about Jenny Volpe, the Rice women's volleyball coach, mm-hmm. or John Kay, the North Shore high school football coach. Um, the two categories that I feel like, okay, I can make a pick on these. Prediction. Uh, athlete of the Year. <laughs> this, is, this is a real good metaphor for where we are as a city. Athlete of the Year, the four nominees are Alex Bregman, Jeremy Pena, Justin Verlander, and Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, they've been good athletes. Four Astros. Yeah, those uh, those guys have been good athletes. That's this where year. we are. Who, who do you think wins? Uh, okay, read them to me again. Bregman? Yep. Pena? Mm. Verlander? Yep. Jordan? I think Jordan wins it. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I think at the time, third too. in the MVP. I think, yeah, especially if I'm trying to remember when we voted on that. The, it was after the, the World Series. It was after the World yes. Series. And I think given that Jordan had some of the most memorable and majestic highlights uh, from the playoffs, yep. it, it was uh, it's going to be Jordan. I think Jordan wins, but I think Pena, it wouldn't shock me if Pena won. Pena, in the no, moment yeah. kind of vote. In the moment kind of vote, World but I also Series think MVP. that, yeah, but you also got to remember that, okay, if you take the whole season and the playoffs into account, that, yeah, Pena, Pena from the All-Star game until... You know, right around mid-September was skidding quite. It looked like he was like the the rookie season was starting to fatigue him a little bit. So yeah. it wasn't as consistent a performance. And I know Jordan had his injury issues, but I wonder so. if Verlander's going to be there. Not an Astro anymore. Oh yeah, but he was looking for a place in River Oaks, right? Yeah, that's what I had heard. He was looking for like he might settle down here, which, hey. or yeah, which would make sense in some respects, just because I I've always felt that because Kate. 
probably has modeling stuff all over the Americas. Yeah. This is a good spot to jet out of. Absolutely. It's centrally know? located. Yeah. That, um, was my, that was my whole argument for him staying here, was that uh, it's better for his wife's travel schedule. Yeah, yeah. Turns out he was all about the $43 million a year. Turns out that Jerk. if you're making $43 million a year, you probably don't worry as much about an extra <laughs> few thousand on the private jet you know, bill at the end of probably the month. Probably not. Yeah. Um, moment of the year. The moment of the year. Again, this is a very Astro-heavy category. So you pick Jordan for athlete of the year. Yeah. Moment of the year. The one non-Astro one is Houston getting the World Cup, which I've heard people debate, is that really a moment or is that just something that happened to the city? You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people envision a moment as a play in a game, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Houston getting the World Cup, which is no doubt tremendous for the city. The other three, Chaz McCormick's catch in Game 5, I believe it was, of the World Series in the ninth inning. Yeah, that was a good moment. The moment memorialized by like the shroud of Turin in the sand that uh, yeah, the like the reverse track. image yeah. of his shirt yeah. yeah in the dirt. Uh, the moment the Astros won the World Series, Kyle Tucker catching the final fly ball. Astros win. Astros win. Yeah, yeah. And then they grouped Jordan's postseason home runs in the same, same. Uh, I was curious the about same that. Same vote. They, like, they, they like didn't Jordan's separate home runs yeah. as the Seattle moment the, of the year. Yeah, Seattle in the first game of the playoffs. Yeah, the walk off. And then the sixth or seventh inning home run, whatever it was, I think yeah. sixth inning, against the Phillies in the final game of the playoffs. Yeah, I felt like that was unfair. It was almost like if you said, like, hey, between these two composers, all of Beethoven's symphonies versus some other German dude. Yeah. I don't know, Fufenforth, uh, the uh, Mozart. Yeah, that was one. Sure. Yeah. yeah, versus, like, Mozart's one symphony. Right, right, right. It's not right. fair. So I will go with Chaz McCormick. I, that's who I'm rooting for. Yeah. Plus, you know, you don't know exactly how many... Awards or you know actual total starts Chaz McCormick will have over the next few years, which is why I'm rooting for. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah this like, could be I'd his like moment. To have that, it'd be one nice trophy for the trophy. Yeah, case. yeah, yeah. So I'm rooting for Chaz. I, if I had to guess, if I had to predict, I think it'll be the Astros winning the World Series. I think, mm-hmm. but I'm root, I'm rooting for Chaz. Yeah, Chaz was the most. Um, it's like it's an iconic moment that you'll yeah. be able to remember exactly. You know, you bring it up 20 years from now yep. and. Hardcore Houston, you and I will both be dead. But some of the sure. people listening right now will will remember it, right? And then they'll say, "I remember listening about this on Pain and Pendergast back in uh, 2023." Yeah. Um, so are you uh, you ready to go? Do you know what your question is going to be for Jeremy Pena tonight yet? Or no, gonna... not yet. What were some of the suggestions? Oh, uh, so people that suggest. Oh, oh, this was actually a really good suggestion. Since so many women were asking Jeremy Pena to either go to prom or marry him, yeah. I should I ask him if he actually went to the prom and and or if he's planning on going to the prom and or marrying any of those women. <laughs> Hopefully the the marriage proposals and the prom things would be separate women. Yeah, but because he is he's not like he's some nineteen year old kid fresh out of high school. It's a funny question. I do feel like that question makes it more about you than about Jeremy. You know what I mean? Because you're <laughs> why? Because it's a funny question that he might not. He's probably not going to answer truthfully. You know what I mean? Like he may be caught off. I guard would tell him it. beforehand. I would give him a chance to be witty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then 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 it's not. Then it's about both of you. Now going to prom would be. That's only like you could only really pull that off if it's um, somebody that's like a. I like maybe some kind of a situation where the woman either has, you know, it needs to be a special situation. It can't be like, <laughs> I was just going to let you it explain It can't be this. some hot high school senior right, that he right. went to the prom with. It's right. got to be that, okay, she's, you know, has an illness or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You don't want it to be. 
I got so many prom. I got so many prom requests from smoking hot. Right, right. Eighteen year olds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. That would really be a that would be a bad look for for Jeremy Pena, especially if it was like his date to the Houston Sports Awards. Also, yeah, and we're still dating. That's true too. I got to be careful. If I'm not gonna, okay, yeah. well, okay, we'll cross that one off the list. I'm not yeah. going to ask him about the prom or marriage proposal. Yeah, that there, it feels like there that could go any number of ways. Yeah. Um, the one that got suggested yesterday was which <laughs> which teammate has the worst eating habits. Yeah. Which led to you and I putting a power ranking together of the potential eating habits of several Astros. You want to ask a question that's going to get a big cheer from the crowd. So yeah. Kind of, you want to pander to the crowd a little yeah, bit so, and make it like a pretty, you know, a pretty PG type of you thing. Know what's, you know what? I, which of the home runs, the big home runs he hit in the postseason, which one was his favorite? Okay. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Something along those lines. So I should, I, should, I should leave out, like, if you had to get in a knife fight with one of your teammates, which one would you choose? That would be interesting, too. Like, to back you up. Not to like fight against. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Of course, yeah, fighting. Like, I don't know if that'll one? pop the crowd the way you just talked about. If I had to do trial by combat against one of my teammates, who would I choose to knife fight? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the biggest starter? wuss? Who's the biggest Yes. Who would you? Who would you most choose? I feel like Kyle Tucker would suck in a knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker would drop the knife. Or if Granky were still on the team, I'd definitely pick Granky because Granky would just be still staring at the knife, trying yeah, to figure no, out the I meaning like of life. Granky, Granky, Granky. Granky's probably got amazing hand eye, and I bet that like, at some point he went through a kung fu phase or something. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, bad like, choice by me. Yeah, yeah. yeah bad I choice think Granky might kill you quick. Bad choice by and me. And then do some kind of ceremonial thing to your heart. You know yeah. why? I, I would pick Urquidy because his reach is terrible. He's got tiny little alligator arms. <laughs> just hold him off with <laughs> yeah, your hand. Head, you, uh, and just start slicing his torso yeah. while he's swinging a knife at you. Sorry, Urquidy. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, Urquidy. You got small little gator arms, Good all right? Um, John Lopez. Does not have small little gator arms. I don't have small little gator arms. No. I really don't. No. You got to ask Jeremy Pena about always being shirtless in his pictures, in his posts. Oh, is that true? Yeah. And his like he, Instagram he takes, posts? He takes a lot of Instagram and Twitter pictures shirtless because he looks like an, an Adonis, you know? Yeah. Now, the yeah. right answer to that question would be if you looked like this, you would take a lot of Thank shirtless you. pictures too. Thank you. Yeah, you would say. And that yeah. would pop the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> the shirtless question will pop the I'll crowd. I'll go Burt Kreischer on him and just ask the. I'll, I'll take my. I'll go shirtless while I ask you <laughs> yeah. a question. Like, can I be on your Instagram, though? You need to go full scratchy. Scratchy? Yeah, uh, Jim Gray. Oh, yeah, we played that audio. Oh, okay. Scratchy, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, get him to you're curse. Scratchy. Yeah. <laughs> that was creepy, too, when he said you're scratchy. No, he's always called him that. Dude. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. He calls him scratchy? He's always called okay, him. Okay, th- that's not helping. What's yeah. that? <laughs> so that means like you're scratching, like I've got your... Uh, I don't know the backstory. Like All probably agitating, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's annoying. Like you're yeah. scratching. Yeah, right? probably that. Annoying, yeah. Probably that. How you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah. Uh, you know, my uh, my partner in crime uh, on middays, you know, did me wrong yesterday. What but, did he uh, do? Well, he didn't tell me that he was getting engaged, and that turned into a whole thing until three days later. I didn't find out until I saw it on Instagram last know. night. Well... Immediately congratulated him. That's a teammate, man. Yeah. yeah teammate. <laughs> he did good. I like Holly. Holly's, Holly's uh, I like her a lot. Yeah. I like her a lot. And, uh, and uh, you know, my, my wife gave her the stamp of approval. I haven't even told Landry that. He said, I really like her. Oh, uh, really? And yeah. he still went and got engaged and to her, he huh? Didn't, get Jan, didn't, didn't even know that Jan approved of her. Jan, Jan gave him the That's the, a big stamp, stamp of, of approval, approval. yeah. 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 I, although I feel like Jan likes a lot of like, She likes almost She's everybody. a pretty friendly person. Except for, like, J.J. Watt. She didn't like J.J. Watt. I told you about that, really. She loves J.J. Watt as a player. Yeah. But she thinks he's he's so full of himself. You know, she's one of those. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people in Houston that... I, yeah. Maybe... 
I think misinterpret a little bit, but I, you that know. sounds like a take that Landry would respect, though. Uh, like that's a, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like that's a good, like that's, that's a good, honest and real this, sports this, take. This is it's absolutely like, true. Yeah, if she were, I I would guess that if if she were like gung ho Gaga over JJ yeah. and had posters up up yeah. uh, up on the wall, that that might be a little bit of a turnoff for, for Landry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He just represents what's right in America. He Landry, does. I love. Don't him. you understand? Like that that's not Landry's uh, future wife. <laughs> this is true. So are you as excited? For Kafka Ijero Day, as we were for D'Amico Day last more, week, more than I was maybe three days ago. Okay, uh, I, you know we always do some some deep dives in this stuff. And uh, yesterday we were talking about Kafka, and uh, Lockdog got real excited that he's such a, a card collecting nerd. Uh, he's he was a, excited about that. He's huh? a huge card collecting nerd. Like oh, card of, collecting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mm-hmm. thought you meant like card carrying nerd. Yeah. Like he was an yeah. ultra nerd. I thought you like, meant card counting, which means card collecting like, like sports so, cards and stuff. Oh, he's like a nerd. He's in about the sports it. memorabilia, big oh. time. Okay. Boy, that really is starting to round out the picture. His father described him as, as a soft yep. personality. Yep. His mother um, said he's boring, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sounds like a dynamic leader of men. Dude. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you uh, got, real quick, yeah. because I know we're up against it. Uh, we have uh, Matt Schaub. On the show today. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, good job. Matt, what? Matt Shaw awesome. is going to be on the show today. Uh, after we get off here, I want to ask Seth if there's anything else uh, I should ask him. I got my list. Uh, okay. Uh, Adam Spillane, obviously Averro. Um, oh, and Landry has a, a put together a really l- good list of things that people think there are, are really good but really aren't, oh. like in terms of like food and other things. Okay. Uh, it, it's interesting. It's <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Can't wait to hear what that's in honor yeah. of. Mike, how do you feel about truffles? Okay. Hope it's not in honor of me. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. We're done. We are out of time. Antibodies to you, my friend. Anti- antibodies to you. Good luck tonight. Yes. You'll crush it. Yeah. Oh, I got to go usual. buy a tie. Okay. All right. Well, good news. You're in a city of six million people. They sell a- those. Antibodies. Here. Not as not as easily as you would think. You're right. When you yeah. got a. Oh, never mind. My neck's not big anymore. So. All right. <laughs> Pencil neck geek Seth Payne. Yeah. John Lopez. And Ben Gary, I'm Sean Pendergast. We are out of time. We will see you all tomorrow at 6 a.m. Until then, have a great day, everybody. And coming up next, Reggie White, the Mr. of Defense. Antibodies to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.